0: payroll doesn't necessarily budget for the payments aspect of payroll right but in many organizations especially fast growth high tech companies you know they don't necessarily have a treasury team built out globally sure. so payroll rolls under finance and you, you see payroll people doing finance you know jobs and tasks you see finance people doing payroll tasks really what this does it it, it helps you know assign Um, and, and keep tasks associated with each side and ultimately bring that payments element under the Amedis roof.
1: Welcome to the Payroll Podcast with your host Nick Day. Find out what it takes to truly discover what it takes to elevate your career within payroll as we meet with the industry leaders
2: who are shaping the industry for tomorrow. Hello and welcome back to The Payroll Podcast. My name is Nick Day, CEO at JGA Recruitment Group, Specialist Payroll Recruiters. Now, whether you're listening to this for the first time, whether you're listening to this episode for the hundredth time, let me take this opportunity to say thank you all for joining me on The Payroll Podcast. And please, if you enjoy the show, remember to subscribe to it. And if you can, write me a quick Apple Podcast review. That'd be hugely appreciated. Right, on to today's guest. Today, I'm joined by Matt Toimer who's Director of Global Payroll Payments and Treasury at emedus Now, for those not already familiar with Amidus Group, they are an international provider of consolidated global payroll solutions for clients, covering the complete end-to-end payroll cycle across over 200 countries, ensuring all beneficiaries are paid accurately and on time. So if you are interested, there will be links in the episode notes where you can find out more. Now, Matt has a proven track record of delivering next-gen payment solutions that modernize the way organizations deliver their payroll. It's very, very current, so I'm hoping you're all going to really enjoy this episode. He's worked across multiple industries to help understand how payment technologies can really improve operations, and that's what it's all about. We want to streamline our own payroll processes, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show, and welcome, Matt, to uh, the Payroll Podcast. How are you feeling today?
0: I'm feeling great. Chiming in from Austin, Texas. Thanks for having me.
2: Amazing. Great to have you here. Great to have you here. And I'm going to start with a new question, actually, and it's one I'm going to ask all guests going forward who join me on this show, which is this. Awesome. What does the word payroll mean to you?
0: Payroll means money in the bank to me. It means that my balance, my bank balance has, has gone up and uh, all that hard work I've, I've put in over the past pay period is uh, rewarded.
2: Fantastic. Right. it's a- Pretty, pretty good uh, Good first start there. So before we deep dive into the world of global payment tech, and it's a big world, I wondered if you could just provide our listeners with an overview of your current role at Amidus and particularly how that role and how you influence and affect the world of payroll.
0: Yeah, so my current role at Amidus, I'm Director of Payment Solutions. Really, I'm a solutions architect. Um, I, I go in to both new customers, existing customers, and really build the optimal payment solution for that individual organization. Um, and really my backgrounds in cross-border payments, FX, domestic payment networks, I was actually at um, a payment provider that partnered with Amedis. so I, I've worked with Amitas for five, six years. Um, and I, so I, I think that gives me a unique, um, you know, visibility into Amita's customers and, and what their needs are. Um, but yeah, I'm a solutions architect and, uh, speak to treasury, finance, payroll, um, put it all together for a, a payment solution that works for each individual organization.
2: Great. Fantastic. It's quite interesting that you've come both sides of the fence. You mentioned cross-border payments, right? We know that is a real challenge for a lot of global payroll operations, global payroll managers out there, because it's particularly complex. When we look at global payroll, often we'll find that you know global payrolls can be prone to error because they can be fragmented through the manual processes. There's loads and loads of different global touch points, uh, different suppliers. And you mentioned there you work for Medis now, but you've obviously used to work for a different payroll supplier. There's lots of those out there. And all these things together can cause huge delays, right? They can raise the costs. They can expose organizations to, to risks associated with fraud and security breaches and so on. Tell us a little bit more then about some of the work you're doing to help streamline that process, to help make global, the world of global payroll payments a little bit smoother.
0: Yeah, great question. I think at Amadeus we do a lot of things, I think, um, you know, in, in a common across the industry too. But Really, our biggest thing is is touchless payroll. And and part of that is is obviously touchless payments. How do we make it easier on our customers after that payroll's approved to get the money into the employees' accounts, get the money paid to third parties, tax authorities? Um, Really, we go about it in two different ways. We have a unique outlook in that we're just trying to connect to solutions that our customers utilize. So whether that's a banking platform you know, a specific banking country or, you know, a lot of our customers have actually treasury workstations, treasury management systems, like SAP for hana s S4HANA, Kariba as two examples, where they just want the payments to route through those systems. So to give them more visibility into cash, access to liquidity um, and manage that centrally. So we can either produce and pass the data that an organization needs in order to pay the employees and and really route that through the proper channels that they want internally. Or we actually also offer a fully managed payment solution so that once payroll's approved, payroll team, finance team, treasury team, they don't have to worry about the the funding, the payments. We manage that uh, for them and we deliver through in-country bank accounts, low value payment networks, uh, so we basically, we look at timing, we look at where uh, there are faster payment networks, where we can deliver quick, accurate, full payment to the end employee, and of course, the, the third parties as well.
2: So does, does that in-house team form part of that touchless process then? So it's touchless from the, the 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 side of the client, because actually Amidus are doing some of the, that manual work within that in-house solution, or is it touchless in the sense of just pure tech? Is it always in the combo of the two? Yeah, so
0: I'd say we we are a fintech and once that payroll is approved, the world of fintech now is so advanced that yeah. you know you can partner with different payment providers for example and you can connect to them real time. You know, once that payroll button, that payroll approval button's hit, you know, we then on on the back side of that, we then book a transaction and and s- schedule out payments um so that it is touchless. Um obviously there's Sometimes more that goes into it. Not all tech works 100 percent of the time, especially when you're reliant on other other providers. But we also have a sister company in TransferMate. There's a globally licensed money services business. You know, it's very helpful to have that within the group of companies, of course. Um, but yeah, so it is some it is somewhat touchless. There still could be return payments. There still could be direct debits that are that are missed, cutoff times um that we have to take into account. But for the most part, yeah, we are, we are touchless. And, you know, that's really the only way you can be as you scale.
2: Sure. You p- I picked up earlier when you mentioned that six years ago, you know, you worked with Amidus. Now you're part of Amidus. Technology is moving on so fast. It's, it's it's unbelievable. You can't quite keep up. What have been the, the major things that you've seen change in that six year period? How, how far have we come on? What was it like six years ago to to how perhaps it looks now?
0: Yeah, it's funny, we uh, so I used to work with a lot of different global payroll providers. I was on the supplier side about four years ago. I visited Ametis in Kilkenny and I actually brought my girlfriend there at the time and ended up uh, proposing to her in Kilkenny. Hey. That's a different conversation though, <laughs> but um, just to see how far Ametis has come. And uh, you know, at the time, you know, there were a lot of global payroll providers, it's, it was mainly payroll gets approved then there's a manual work to create a payment file maybe to load the beneficiary so the employee banking information into the payment platform and then there was a payment file to actually execute the payments and you just think about the time that that takes right and mm-hmm. and that all gets absorbed back into the payroll inputs and the payroll calendar itself giving you know the the customer the the employer, know, less time to do their own processes. Um, so to see how far it's come in the past six years, certainly it's come very far. Um, on the processing side, I'd say it, it's sort of ramping up, I would say, exponentially. Um, and just the, the use of APIs, and then you have the whole employee side that, you know, has now, you have the revolutes of the world, which really weren't a big thing, you know, five, six years ago. So you also have those wallets, and and the better infrastructure on the employee side as well.
2: It's interesting. It's actually funny enough you're talking about the, the streamlining piece. You know, years ago, it seems like compared to now, it's it's quicker. So it's obviously you were saving time. It's less expensive because we're not paying for all that time, but it's more efficient as well. There are less errors than there would have been because there's you know less of that that manual opportunity, I guess, to make errors. And I saw only last month that Medius have actually launched another new sort of automated solution that again continues to advance the process by simplifying and and streamlining the way that payroll is delivered, particularly in relation to international payments. I wonder if you could tell us a bit more about this solution. But in particular, explain why, I guess. Well, how the tech behind it is able to save organizations time, how you know reduce costs, reduce the risks, and all you know, and 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 how that I guess contributes to the overall employee experience, which you just mentioned.
0: Sure, great question. So yeah, Amidas Pay, we we kind of productized um, officially. It's been in existence for for a long period of time, um, but we we definitely have taken a stride in the past year um, to fully automate the backend part of, of our offering. So really what it does is it addresses the timing. Um, so it, it leads to faster payment times next day, same day. In some cases yeah. um, it addresses the the risk that organizations actually face when they're managing payments on their own, right? Payroll team, finance team, treasury teams, they can potentially have access to sensitive data around, you know, employees, net pays, um, you know, the various amounts that that people are actually, uh, their, you know, their salary, their wages, their personal information. Um, so it takes away that risk by managing it. Uh, you know, Metis takes that off their plate. All they see on their bank account would be one lump sum, per entity. And then just the resources that we save in the time. Um, so there's costs associated with that. But what we found is, you know, the payroll doesn't necessarily budget for the payments aspect of payroll, right? But in many organizations, especially fast growth, high tech companies, you know, they don't necessarily have a treasury team built out globally. Sure. So payroll roles under finance and you you see payroll people doing finance, you know, jobs and tasks. You see finance people doing payroll tasks. Really what this does, it it helps, you know, assign um, and, and keep tasks associated with each side and ultimately bring that payments element under the Amedis roof. Ultimately on the employee experience side you know, we, we can pay not only into bank accounts, we can pay into Revolut accounts, wallet, different wallets around the world, and ultimately get them their pay on time, full amount.
2: It's, it's, it's amazing how far it's come on. I don't know if you know this, but I had a, a guest recently on the show called Brian Seeley, who is a, a cyber crime, if you like, kind of expert. He hacked into the FBI, and it's an interesting story in its own. But something that's really relevant now, I don't necessarily know if everyone listening to this is Perhaps as clued up as they they could be or should be in relation to how risky and dangerous you know cybercrime can be. If we're introducing more systems, particularly global, what are some of the considerations that a payroll manager or a global payroll manager should be considering when it comes to making sure all of that data and all those systems are secure?
0: You know, it comes down to SOX compliance, and if you look at Ametus, we we partner, for example, with the Tier One HCMs and. You know, most of our customers, you know, the data comes from those HCMs into our platform um, via bi-directional API. So there's no manual intervention. Sure. Um, and then, you know, you look at our back end with the payments element, you know, it's touchless. There's no manual intervention as well. So just understanding, I would say that how data is passed from system to system as you introduce more systems in an organization. And really bringing that expertise from your, you know, your CISO or your IT security team, bringing them into the conversation early, I think is, is always critical because, you know, in, in reality, we're not all experts in every field. I, I think sure. I certainly wouldn't pretend to be an expert in the security space, but I do know just from our own chief security officer that, you know, these are some of the elements that should be considered in any when ad, adding any system.
2: Sure. Sure, no, it's good. Just again, re- reaffirm the point that we do. It's part of a consideration, right? If you're thinking about global payroll Certainly. systems and operations, absolutely you should come into that thinking when you're when you're speaking to suppliers like, like Amidas. So, security being one potential challenge for an organization to consider. What are some of the other big challenges that you're seeing organizations face when it comes to managing payroll-related payments, in particular?
0: Yeah, I think it, it all starts in the the CFO suite, right? CFOs want access to capital. They don't want to tie up cash in in various bank accounts. You see a lot of CFOs and treasury uh, organizations where they want the cash centrally. They want to fund different bank accounts just for the expenses associated with AP, payroll. Uh, so I think in terms of trend, I think it's it's all about liquidity and cash management from a, an organizational perspective. I think that's really what it comes down to. You know, and it's certainly the treasury part, if an organization is large enough to have a, a sophisticated treasury organization, you know, managing the the liquidity, cash management and payment processes, those are certainly things that any large global organization is doing and is using systems like treasury workstations, treasury management systems, and making sure that those can connect to payroll vendors, I think is uh, is certainly critical.
2: So aside then from the challenges, what then on the flip side are some of the trends that you're seeing when it comes to how employers are currently funding and paying their employees? Or are there any trends to to be wary of?
0: You know, what we find is more and more, especially because, you know, we we offer globally managed, like fully managed payroll solutions. So, you know, if you offer a globally managed payroll solution and then don't offer the payments on top of that, it's, you know, you can... Sort of outsource the payroll and and provide that service, but ultimately we're still handing, passing the buck back once payroll yeah. gets approved. So I think one of the biggest trends we see is that you know organizations are are looking for the payroll provider to manage the payments, um, and and everything that goes into the payments. You know, in terms of trends on the employer side uh, as well, I think we're seeing a lot more customers that want for us to pull the funds. So they want to see okay. the the cash that's going to come out of their account, but ultimately they don't want to have to go into their account and push the money to us. Um, so, you know, we see a lot more what we call straight through processing. Um, so once the, once that payroll's approved, the organization doesn't have to touch any more buttons um, and no, they know the amount that's coming out of their account. Uh, they know when it'll come out of their account and ultimately, they can forecast um, cash that way through our platform as well. So I think the forecasting element is, is key as
2: well. So that I understand it fully, because it sounds it sounds like you well you obviously know exactly what you're doing on this front for sure. But how does Amida then, the way that you do things? How does that differ from perhaps more common ways that international payments are handled today? You know, is Amida is Amidus unique in the way that you're handling those payments, or is there a move? Have Amida's moved away from? the traditional way that international payments are handled because you've made that process more efficient and more secure?
0: Yeah. So there's a couple elements. So kind of in our world, you know, the the current landscape that we walk into from a payroll perspective is very fragmented um, in terms of providers. So maybe 30 countries, 20 providers that an organization has, and they, they might fund each provider once a month to make the payments, but, where we differentiate there is you, you fund one provider rather than each 20 providers, okay. yeah. right? So it's it's one vendor, one provider to manage um, and pay. So, but from an actual payment perspective, we have access to real-time payment rails. So I'll give you an example. In the UK, we typically utilize faster payments as opposed to backs the faster payments is essentially real-time What it allows our customers to do is fund us the day before pay date rather than the typical three-day backs uh, period. So that's an example of where we're cutting down the timing and really getting the employees the full amount directly rather than through a sort of a low-value three-day period, which backs, of course, is uh, the standard payroll in the U.K.,
2: so, what are the main steps then? If I'm a, you know, if you're explaining this to me as a payroll manager and I wanted to understand how you know, my employees are going to be paid globally, what would be the main steps or stages that Amidas Pay would follow um, to make those global payments happen? If you were explaining it to a layman, or maybe maybe I'm a UK payroll manager who's just about to take my payroll global and I want to know a little bit more about the process behind those payments, what would be the steps and stages involved?
0: So, to sign up, to kind of. Get started with us, or just the sort of the flow of funds, how it works.
2: Yeah, more about the flow of funds, really, the kind of process behind that behind that piece.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So, basically, you can fund in any currency, and ultimately we'll pay in country, um, in where your payroll is. So, you know what what happens is payroll gets approved. We can either pull funds via direct debit process, or the customer could push funds to us. Um, It's really a choice it's their choice and then from there once payrolls approved that transaction's booked we get the funding in and then the payments go out actually from in-country accounts all over the world so we have access to all low value payment rails um in over a hundred countries okay. and what we do is we just push out the payments through those low value payment rails which what it means is it's like backs uh, versus CHAPs nice. for the UK uh, folks. Yep. So, yeah, we deliver basically payroll gets approved, everything gets booked through that API, and then there's a funding element and a payment element. And the funding can come via a poll or the customer could push funds to us. Um, but as soon as those funds are received, the payment is uh, remitted to the employee.
1: Have you ever asked yourself, how can I recruit payroll staff effectively? Please don't give up on your recruitment project just yet. Here at JGA Payroll Recruitment, we appreciate the difficulties associated with attracting, recruiting and retaining top payroll talent. We also understand just how costly a poor payroll hire can be. JGA Recruitment are a niche payroll recruitment agency who will partner with you to resource payroll candidates who will improve both the accuracy and efficiency of your payroll department. Contact us today on 01727
2: 800
1: 377
2: or visit jgarecruitment.com to find out more. So let's say, say as an example situation or a bit of role play here, right? I'm a payroll manager. Yeah. I'm going to go and say, look, I've Take my payroll global, and, and you. I'm having this conversation with you over a beer in a pub, and you said, Nick, before you have that conversation with that particular supplier, make sure you ask them this one question in relation to global payments. What would that one question be?
0: I would say ask about the timing. You know, if you have a specific country in mind, like once payroll's approved, how long do you need to make the payments? I think that's the key element here. That in each country, a payment method, there's a specific time that it takes. For a payment from payment release to the funds landing, and it's very specific, especially in in payroll for these low-value payment channels. So, but you see a great disparity amongst providers, even some, some of the payment providers out there, right? You see same country fast so take UK Faster Payments. It's a real-time payment realm. Maybe you see two days it takes for some providers versus same day. So I think understanding the timing um, just from a payroll manager's perspective, just because that really affects them downstream. They may not think about that right away, but I, I would definitely, uh, as they expand into new countries and just understanding the, the timing that it takes post-payroll approval to deliver the funds by date.
2: Yeah, I think that's great advice. And also, actually, if they can get that payment times down, this is an opportunity for payroll professionals to play that strategic role they want to play by going back to the boards, exactly. going back and saying, you know what, I've got this down to this, and this is the impact on your business. And we're thinking now in strategic terms, which I know is something a lot of the the, the global pay managers out there really want to raise the profile of payroll for that reason, for that strategic element that, that payroll professionals bring to a business.
0: No, I'd actually add to that, Nick, to say, if you're expanding into a new country, understanding, are you going to have a local bank account, right? Are you, and is the finance team or your team going to have access to that local bank account right away? You know and understanding that element because you know if you expand it to a new country and and you want to fund from that country in that currency, you know, you got to have cash there. You you've got to have a bank account. You've got to have access to it. Um, so you know the opportunity to maybe fund from a central location would be more viable, more preferred potentially if you're expanding into new countries, don't quite have the full infrastructure set up. That's where a global payroll provider can really add some some value.
2: That's a great point. Great point, Matt. Now, we've talked about things like blockchain on the podcast before. I know blockchain can have an impact on, for example, cross-border payments and speed and those kind of things. It goes a little bit over my head, if I'm honest, but you know, yeah. we've tackled it before. But from your perspective as an expert in this field, what do you see coming down the line in terms of automation of payments as it relates to payroll and within the corporate space as well? What are the kind of things we should be looking Towards and what's coming that we're not quite ready for yet, or you know, maybe it's in the offering. I don't, I don't know. But tell me about a bit about the future of, of global payments because we've never really talked about that aspect of payroll on the podcast before. We talk about the process and the transaction element, but not the the payment process. So I'd love to get your view on on what, what's coming.
0: Yeah, I think it, certainly earn wage access and you know access to real time uh, pay is certainly coming. Um, if not here already, yeah. I think that that element. From our perspective is more about the payroll provider and the the employer uh, connecting to some of these earned wage access schemes or banks like, again, to use Revolut as an example, they just came out with a salary advance product. To me, it's more about connecting to what the consumer or the employee is potentially using and meeting them where they are um, rather than kind of forcing a, a new solution onto them. So I'd say that about earned wage access. I think when it comes to um, wallet payments in general, like in the US, we have Venmo, PayPal global. Obviously, PayPal owns Venmo. You have the M-Pesa, which is a mobile wallet in, in Africa. You have Alipay in, in China and other um, just sort of e-wallets. I think organizations and payroll companies are going to have to, again, meet the employee where they are. be able to pay into those wallets we certainly do and then the whole crypto blockchain piece i I think uh it's very interesting you know i'm I'm super interested in it i think from my perspective i don't see you know employers saying okay here's your salary in in crypto okay Um, we're gonna pay you bitcoin uh once a month we're gonna pay you the equivalent of your salary in bitcoin what I see is is again meeting the employee where they are. You have all these apps, Coinbase. You know, there's a there's a ton of different apps that have wallets where you can receive funds in, and then do what you want with in terms of your your financial wellness, your investments. Um, and I think for for us, it's really about connecting to the employee where they are and allowing them to do what they want. Uh, with with their own um, money, and I think that's to me that's the future. You know, the crypto side is there's going to be many employees who are already you know purchasing crypto with their with their yeah. salary, but getting you know getting paid and having that as sort of your 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 base salary. I I don't necessarily see that in the in the future.
2: I think it's a really good point. And actually, so obvious, really, and not one I've considered, right? You don't have to pay them in crypto. You can pay them, into, as you say, to their Binance wallet or their Coinbase wallet and let the, the employee choose where they invest their money. You know, exactly. they might want it in, in in Bitcoin, but actually the Bitcoin price changes 24 hours before and suddenly they want to buy an Ethereum or something else. The last thing they want is, it's a really interesting point, that it's giving that employee the choice again. But what it, what you are doing now, which we didn't see probably, I mean, you may correct me here, maybe two, three years ago, the idea of paying people into e-wallets didn't really exist. So that in itself is a, is a new development within Payroll. And there'll be people listening to this, even working within Payroll, who don't necessarily know what an e-wallet is yet because they haven't quite got their head around what people are doing on the crypto side of things, right? But already you've mentioned you have the capability to pay people into e-wallets, but you're still giving the employee the choice of how they spend that e-wallet. I think that's a really clever and makes total sense to me way of doing things for sure.
0: As a payroll manager, maybe you can even check... You know, especially in the UK and, and, and throughout Europe, the way that someone like a Revolut works is basically it's a bank account with an IBAN, an international bank account number. And you know you may see that it says LT, the first two letters are LT, even though it's a, an employee based in the UK. What that means is the, the bank account's technically in Lithuania um, and they're able to receive funds in in GBP. You know, uh, It's a UK employee getting paid And then I guess as a payroll manager, you'd be surprised you're you're very likely still paying into these types of bank accounts today um, because there's so many users that are utilizing e-wallets and they're really just bank accounts, sort of a multi-currency bank account that's been set up on the back end. But all you see is the the banking information of the employee thinking that you're paying into a a standard bank account perhaps.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you may have already answered my last question here before we enter the vault, which is, I was going to ask you, what do you see as being the next big thing in payroll? Maybe it is the wallet payments, but what do you think is the next big thing yet that we, we should be paying ourselves for?
0: Yeah, I think it's just a, the touchless element. Like how touchless can we get um, the downstream payroll engines? How touchless can the fully managed payroll solution get? And how much time can they start to shave off as they further automate the payroll side. Um, and obviously the payment element is is key to that too. But I, I think you know you're you're only seeing new technology and more tech adoption, more tier one HCMs, even that second tier HCMs that are certainly, you know, some of the, the smaller players getting larger, I think just the element of the touchless piece and the more strategic um, that payroll is able to get as an organization to feed that data back into the overall CFO office or treasury to manage cash, manage liquidity a bit better.
2: Sure. I love that. I love that response. And I've mentioned this before for those that listen to this regularly. It's almost like a juxtaposition. right? In payroll, we get very upset about people thinking all we do is press a big red button and everything happens for you. Yeah, ironically, that's what we're kind of striving to get towards, right? Because if we get to that point, where all you need to do is press the big red button. Actually allows you to have the time to be much more strategic as a payroll professional. Uh, I just think it's an interesting way of looking at it, but yeah. Well said. So let's jump into the vault.
1: Entering the vault.
2: Quick, short, sharp questions uh, for you here, Matt. One piece of advice you would give to someone working in payroll right now?
0: I'd say just keep your head up and uh, evolve with the technology, but not ahead of it. Trust yourself. You've been doing this and ultimately go go with your gut, but I'd say lean on technology wherever you can.
2: Amazing. Fantastic. If you had the power of foresight and you could change the entire payroll industry with one action or one improvement, what would that action or improvement be?
0: Change the uh, global in-country tax schemes to make it more more standard and uh, <laughs> easier to uh, navigate. I would say.
2: I suspect there are a lot of global per managers listening to this going, yeah, hey, I, I agree with that for sure. <laughs> and last but not least, what is the most common reason that you see business uh, for businesses failing when it comes to providing a robust global payroll service? What's the most common thing you see going wrong?
0: I think that they think local. They're a global company. They cover maybe a region each but they they think in the in the element of local provider and, and when we engage with with some customers they're thinking oh do we have access to the the downstream in-country providers i think think global think strategic and and that'll reflect more in your um your day-to-day and it, it could become your your day-to-day quicker
2: Love that. I love any podcast on the payroll podcast that comes back round to making it more strategic as well. Everyone, I think, wants to get to. So Matt, it's been an absolutely fascinating conversation. If people want to find out more about Amidus, please do go to amidus.com. There are loads of resources on the website as well. Uh, anywhere else you'd like to mention here, Matt, that we can uh, direct some of our listeners to? I,
0: I think Global Payroll Association always has great content. Um, there's also Association for Finance Professionals, um, which is a treasury global treasury um association that's really good for the more finance treasury focused folks and and also there's a treasury podcast run by the strategic treasurer um that's also um a nice compliment to to yourself nick and what you do for payroll they do more for for treasury
2: i will i'll look that up i'll what i'll do i'll put those links in the episode notes of this show so if you're interested in finding out more about those on that podcast in particular please do go to the episode notes you can be you can connect straight through and of course definitely take the opportunity to go to Amidas.com if you can. Loads of great resources, a great blog, and it gives you loads of information about the world of global payroll. And in particular, touchless payroll which is the future if we want to go strategic as a payroll profession and uh, that just leaves me to say if you are of course a payroll professional listening to this podcast and you need support with a payroll related vacancy please do give me myself or my team a call you can get us at www.jgarecruitment.com uh, and in the meantime just want to say a huge thank you once more to matt for joining me from Amidas, and i look forward to bringing you the next episode of the payroll podcast real soon thank you matt
1: Thank you so much for tuning into the Payroll Podcast with Nick Day of JGA Recruitment. If you need help with a current payroll vacancy, then please get in touch with Nick and his team. All contact details can be found in the episode notes. In the meantime, to make sure you never miss a future episode, please subscribe to the show through any of your favorite podcast channels. Till next time.